that's why I clicked it. Greg, I haven't seen you in like a month. What do you want to talk about today? Mm. Tonight. I'd like to talk about Jim Beam honey flavored whiskey. Is it made with real honey or is it artificially flavored? I don't know. Well, look at it. It's sweet. Would you recommend it? Is this a recommendation from Stories oh. for Glory? <laughs> I bet it tastes good in your lemon ginger tea. Mm. What do you call that? A hot toddy? You can make a toddy with that, I'm sure. Honey is a part of the toddy recipe. Contains, do you guys say caramel or caramel? I think what happened, <laughs> I think what happened is Melanie, she has family back from Virginia, and she thought, yeah, you know this what? is what Virginians drink. That's right. <laughs> with their teeth falling out. And <laughs> those lowland hills. Their soft hands. <laughs> their soft hands. And their bubble baths. <laughs> Sorry, I kid. Not really, though. No, Virginians are, well, I mean, Robert E. Lee, let's just be honest, Stonewall Jackson. I mean, wasn't, I can't uh, really say anything about Montana. Wasn't Mel Gibson's character in The Patriot from Virginia? I don't know. What did it say? Do you remember? I don't know. We're the, we're the movie guys. We should know. Yeah. We should probably watch that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get closer. Go ahead. What, what were you going to say? What? Just sit in your southern draw. Just... You've changed, I can tell already. <laughs> it's down, South Carolina. Down on that heat. It is South Carolina. The Patriot was? Oh, yeah. He was what? The Swamp Fox? He was out on, yeah, he was out in like the Outer Banks area. Uh, I was just trying to bring up Virginia. Like, there are good men there. I was right. trying. Well, yeah. Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson. Yeah. We can't, Montana has nothing on those guys. That's pretty good. We got a blue bonnet. Blue <laughs> Blue bonnet from Montana. <laughs> I hope he was. Oh, it's fiction, so I don't know. So, what are we talking about today? What are we covering tonight? We're covering Elf Christmas. or something else. Well, I, did you want to do Elf now or, or later? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Oh. Maybe I shouldn't have pressed record yet. Alan, what do you want to talk about? Christmas fascism? I thought we had our topic picked out. What was it? Christian nationalism or Christmas nationalism. Well, I thought you wanted to talk about Christmas and pagan trees. I did, but I got vetoed on the. Oh, yeah. So, well, no, 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 no. Well, I wasn't saying it's. I mean, you could say the same thing. Sentimentalism. I mean, we're a Christmas nation. Christmas rolls around. Yeah, let's talk about sentimental, that. Sentimental, sappy. Meanwhile, 10 minutes has rolled by. And this is how we fill up our hours. All of your audience are. Uh, Wondering when you're going to start your show. And they move it up to one and a half speed. Just yeah. <laughs> this is. This is a. Uh, and it's only been three. <laughs> Jonah, yeah. Caleb, and Greg's worldview in five minutes. And it usually takes seven minutes. I didn't think we were going to talk about that today. No, we should talk. Well, you asked, what what could a topic be? Yeah. And that occurred to me. I did because we need. The episode to come out before Advent. Yeah, we have so an empty we have an empty slot. That would be a good episode. Is the sentimentality of Christmas, and where did that come from? I I thought I read just, or just heard open somewhere it. Just open it. that it started with Dickens with like uh, Christmas Carol. Mm. That Christmas started becoming sentimentalized. In the 1800s. What do you mean by sentimentalized? Um, You're just like saying it. Sentimental. Well, 
It probably would have helped to do a little study before we did this episode. That's not how we roll. <laughs> no. I sent you a text at like 4 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. from the hip. But. What you got saying? <laughs> my gut is. Follow your heart, My right? gut is. Well, when you watch the Christmas movies, all the famous Christmas movies. Um, Hit you in the feels. I can't think of one. A Christmas story. That is actually based on the, the church's idea of Christmas. On the incarnation? Yeah. A long-awaited hope being fulfilled. Yeah. Most Christmas movies are made up by non-believers with, with uh, the longing for fulfilled relationships or restored relationships or, or a wonderful happy ending. Well, isn't that what... Christmas miracle. Isn't that what the angels proclaimed? Yeah. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men? They did. God bless us, everyone. They did. But it's interesting that non-believers are making all of the Christmas movies. Kirk Cameron might make one. Yeah, he might. Didn't he make one? Uh, did he? Oh. What was it? Ruining Christmas? or Saved. Saving Christmas? Saving Christmas. Yeah. Have we seen that? I think... Uh, and on my phone. I was going to look yeah, it up. It was, I think uh, Chocolate Knox was involved in that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Why is that, why is that surprising? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, Kirk yeah. Cameron really? and Chocolate Knox are together. Yeah. Wasn't Kirk Cameron over in the Moscow area? Yeah. He has ties to, like, Gary DeMar and... And Darren Doan. Darren Doan. Well, he's not a dispensational anymore. He's pretty much a theocratic post-millennial. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mike Seaver. So... Full turnaround. Did... What's the movie called? Saving, Saving Christmas. Saving Christmas. Yeah. How did it turn out? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. <laughs> You've seen it? Alan saw it. I thought it was stupid. Or, or, sorry, or you also don't like Nacho Libre, so... <laughs> no, I, I like Nacho Libre. I just yes. don't think it's is all wonderful. Like you. It <laughs> is all wonderful from beginning to end. Right, Caleb? That's right. That's right. Maybe that's what we should do, is go back go back through our episodes, the movies we reviewed, and, and get ha- Alan's take. Alan give one sentence on each movie. <laughs> Probably just one word. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Waste of time. Not worth it. Why'd you do that? Waste of time. Not yeah, I was, gro- then, I was growing here. And then get recommendations. All right. But we're diverting from... So mm. you think that the sentimentalism of Christmas started in the written word pre-media. Well, just pre- with, with Dickens. Bill. Dickens. And I don't, I've not studied it, but that's... I've heard or read somewhere. Somewhere it is written that Christmas became sentimentalized with Dickens and then after that commercialized maybe it started to become commercialized after that or it moved from a church thing which spilled out into the world to a now non-believers are the are the celebrators of Christmas and the church celebrates Christmas like we take our cues from the world and how to celebrate it. That's interesting. How did this, so do you know how the church historically celebrated Christmas? After Christmas, not before. After Christmas, so like 12 <laughs> days of Christmas was the... Which is after. After, right. First day of days, Christmas is Christmas Day. Christmas Day starts the first. Yeah. Right? Yes. Well, you celebrate Christmas that way. 12 right. days of Christmas? Yeah. Usually. 
Yeah. Right. What's, what does that look like? More presents. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> More celebration. More parties. Right. So you know, usually it just looks like the the first day is like everyone else celebrates Christmas, you know, unwrapping presents and all that. But then the, you just kind of open up a new gift every day of Christmas. It's nothing big, just small gifts. Kind of thing. But, is it like, like two turtle doves? Yeah. Is it like partridge in a pear tree? Twelve day festival, all twelve days. Or is it you take a few minutes and open up a gift and everybody goes back to what they were doing, work? or There's usually, it's not like you take the work off. It's not like 12 days of vacation with the, but usually you just, I don't know, it's not like a whole day thing. It's oh. just more like you might still have meals planned, special meals and stuff. But What about the 12th day? Is there anything, like, is that epiphany? Is there anything huge on that day? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, we we try to for the twelve days of Christmas make it make the day different than other days, like letting our kids pick a meal, trying to plan out something special or a dessert or presents. But I mean our kids usually don't get to pick what they eat, you know? So having them pick mm. something each day mm. it just another one of those special things. It gets it gets really hard because you try to celebrate all of Advent, looking forward to Christmas tide, and then Christmas comes and then you try to celebrate another twelve days because Advent's four weeks, and we try to do something every day, which gets a, it's hard to think of something, but we yeah. try. <clears throat> hmm. Is it? Do you think it's hard because you try to celebrate for how long is Advent? Four weeks. Twenty four days. We. Well, I mean, just like the 12 days of Christmas, it's usually something simple. We have an advent calendar, mm. and each day is a new gift, but only one kid gets it. Mm. Yeah, which saves on the budget. <laughs> Those kinds of is things. Is it the same kid every day? No, no. No, not the same kid every day. Yeah, that would be a lot of celebrating, is it? So it's like, well, then, we're dumbing it down. We're like the the world leading the church and how to celebrate Christmas. Where if it goes from twelve days to one day of gifts, yeah, and celebration. I, I this is all brand new to me as far as that's funny. We're gonna try it this year, but how the world tries to take over a Christian thing, then where the Christian thing was the Advent season and then the twelve days of Christmas. The world tries to take it over with one day, but even growing up as a kid, it didn't fit in a day. The night before, you'd go to this grandma, and that day, you'd go to that grandma, and the week before, you had a big family get-together. And then if your parents are divorced, it's double parties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can only spend 45 minutes at each house. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I suppose that touches on what the world is looking for in Christmas when it sees all the broken relationships and the suffering and it just longs for the restoration of all of that. And usually like on the Hallmark type of Christmas programs that I'm thinking about. Now our listeners are leaving. Yeah. <laughs> no. Usually on like the Hallmark ones They're not listening that, right now. that restoration comes in this handsome man and this beautiful woman 
woman caressing his bride. And that's it. There's no Christ in it. It's, oh, I'll be fulfilled in this relationship. I don't think I've ever seen one where the guy gets the ultimate job or something. (laughs) (laughs) But... Hmm. What are you saying there that uh, the sentimentality is still man gets a girl? Like that's what people are drawn to rather than man gets the CEO position. No, that's true. No, that's that's not what I was saying, but that's oh. true. I was just saying they're looking for that peace on earth, goodwill in that relationship. I think that's everyone's Oh, if I could just find the perfect soulmate, my problems would be solved. Have we talked about that on the show before? Soulmates? Yeah. No. No, like pagan that is. <laughs> you don't think we have souls? Is that what you're saying? Right, no. <laughs> we don't. No, I'm just kidding. Watch Napoleon Dynamite. You don't like that one either, Alan? <laughs> Doesn't Kip find a soulmate? What movie yeah. do you like? Yeah. You're a guest on the show. You All should... of the Avengers. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Get out of here. And with that, Alan is leaving. <laughs> Uncle you Dan, go back uh, Uncle Dan is going to love you. Yeah. Uncle Dan loves the show now. Did Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Mm-hmm. Did you listen to our episode on it? Mm-mm. What? To be honest, this is the second episode I've probably <laughs> been a part of. You haven't even listened to it yet. <laughs> he, he must be. He just hasn't had time. I know. Busy. They're about an hour long. They're all on download. I just have. They're all on download. Well, thanks. I appreciate the effort. <laughs> what are we talking is, about? Is the holidays? Do they tend to be a like as you age, like in our culture? Are they? Do they? Are they depressing for people? Do you, does Does anybody know? I remember one of the churches mm-hmm. in Kansas City has always talked about that, like. Like holidays were always like a difficult time of year for a lot of people. It's like, oh, okay. You're like, for who? Yeah. Looking around. Right. Everyone seems okay to me. Yeah. Well, they often say the first holiday after you lose a loved one. Yeah. Is difficult. Yeah. You have to go through the whole annual process of life yeah. without them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, and not to, you know, think that there's not a place to critique the sentimentalism of the holidays. There's also, like, freedom to enjoy, you know, just what, even if we've become quasi-pagan in how we view them, like, there is a part of the holidays, spending time with family, Mm -hmm. the nostalgia. I don't know that it's necessarily bad. Like, listening to Bing Crosby's Christmas album. Yeah, like, having parties and, you know, starting fires and... Drinking cordials. Yeah, just do, like, so... I think that's. I think that I'm was my writer. question for you. Was like, what do we? What do we? So, what do we reclaim? If you go from twelve days of Christmas down to one, you know, because that's what we're trying to do this year is mm-hmm. figure out a way to celebrate the twelve days of Christmas. Which, for myself, I'm like, I'm reclaiming the work of it because it's, it's. It is a lot. Of work. It seems like it's going to be work. <laughs> it's a lot of work to party. Yeah. 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 I get, I get tired. December makes me really tired. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Thinking about December makes me tired. Thinking about, uh, well, what a great way to start, because the first first day of the Christian calendar is the first day of Advent. So that's when the Christian New Year starts. Do you know what the last day is? 
the day before <laughs> Advent. Is that what you mean? I just. I learned, mean, that was a pretty simple answer. I just learned today, the last day of the Christian calendar is Christ the King Day, or some variant of that. Oh. I never knew that. So Saturday is Christ the King Day? Well, must, I don't know. I just heard a Hey, as long as it's not dedicated to a saint, I'm okay with yeah. it. No, but I, I don't think... Yeah, I think... That one's already open, too. All, the, all them ways of celebrating are good. Yeah. But I think, you know, growing up, too, my parents, well, mostly my mom, would always threaten, this year, this year... We're not going to make Christmas all about the presents and everything. Oh, right. We're just we're going to make it about Jesus, and it's like, oh no, no, man, I, I hate being a Christian. <laughs> yeah, but I think you got you got to have all the fires, the family, the fun, the get-togethers, but uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to focus it on. Well, this is cliche, but the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we give lots of gifts. We can't help it. Yeah, I don't think that's bad. Yeah. Gifts are good, but growing up as a kid. And hearing the threat. If yeah. you don't love Jesus enough, I'm going to take your <laughs> presents away. <laughs> Is that what it was like for you? Did your dad ever say those things? No. No? He just threw presents at you? I was. Yep. Made it rain. That's right. In my mind, at least, I was more like Clark Griswold. Okay. Okay, this is going to be the greatest Christmas. The most spectacular Christmas. <laughs> I tried that last year. And I saw <laughs> Christmas lights in my tree. Because <laughs> they got all tangled up. And I was just like trying to pull them out. And they broke. And just, ugh. Yeah. Just but, yeah. Start cutting it. I was going to put some up before it snowed. But then I got broken ribs. <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> it's just going to have to wait till next wait. year. <laughs> yeah. So we're not very festive outside right now. So what do you want to replace the sentimentality of Christmas with? Well, that that would be a good question. Kind of like... What does Gary North talking. always say? You can't beat something with nothing? Yeah. Yeah. Kinda well, like, that's why we have talking. a special guest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I asked him. So what are you doing on the 12 days of Christmas? We brought in the answer man over here. I haven't done 12 Days of Christmas for a while. Oh, <laughs> since last year? You've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. Come on, help our audience, help me. I don't... Well, this I, is all new. Okay, so the Dewey's will do Advent. We don't We don't name drop. Yeah, the Hooey's? The Hooey's. <laughs> From Whoville. Right, those guys. Okay. The people yeah. will do... Uh, Royalties will come if, <laughs> as a result of this, a certain podcast goes up. <laughs> So. They'll do gifts for Advent, like start small, and yeah. eventually work up to a big one, like uh, like a lever going, action thirty thirty ice skating or something like that for one of the last days of, of Advent, and then for the twelfth day of Christmas, it's mostly just small things like, and I think uh, I think they might split it up between boys and girls or boys get it this time girls get it this time and they may not do the whole 12 days but I know they do you know uh, when they sit down for worship at night they'll say this is the second day of Christmas you know and they'll go over mm. you know historically what 
happen. You know. Yeah. But like it's just a, a reminder. Just daily. acknowledging that Christmas <clears throat> doesn't end as soon as everyone gets what, what their hearts, their material possessions, I guess. Hmm. I think one of the ways to reclaim Christmas would be to recognize the rest of the calendar. Mm-hmm. Rather than, like you said, it's not just the one day and then Christmas is over, but the birth of Jesus has a daily significance. And you recognize that for 12 days, but then what about the rest of the church calendar? You mm-hmm. mentioned Epiphany, and so there's mm-hmm. more and more of those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And maybe that'll, maybe that'll pick up more in the Protestant world rather than living church life based on a secular calendar. Mm-hmm. Start acknowledging a Christian one. This was a Christian Reformed Church worship service that had this sermon on the last day in the Christian calendar. Nice. Yep. Well, just this year, 2023, mm-hmm. this coming year, we're cel- first time we're going to celebrate Ascension Day. Mm-hmm. Yep. That'll be good. And this fireworks. And this year is the first time we're having Christmas uh, service. On a on actual Sunday. Or you mean on Christmas? On, or on Christmas. Yeah. Because Christmas is on a Sunday? Is it this year? Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to do it every year on Christmas. So. Every year is going to have a Christmas service. <laughs> I know, right? But then... We're reclaiming it. stay home and play with your toys. The reason for the season. No, but that's a part of way of reclaiming. So even if it's not on a Sunday, you'd sell oh, a, yeah. ser- a service on that. Okay. Right. So Christmas Eve service and a Christmas Day yeah. service. Gotcha. Because it's it's strange when Christians on Christmas don't celebrate together. Yeah. I mean, Americans on the 4th of July celebrate together. Right. The question is, are you going to have it at, like, normal church service times? Or are you going to be like, well, everyone kind of show up around noon. and we'll... Kind of. Everyone just kind of. <laughs> Just sneak in whenever you can. I'll just preach for 45 minutes. You just show up. Well, no, since this will be actually our first Christmas service, I'll have to... I'll meet with the elders to talk about the liturgy. Because I, I don't think it would be like a full covenant renewal service. You're not going to... Like like a Good Friday service isn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. But why not have communion on at a, at a celebration of service like that? I would well. We have communion as the capstone of covenant renewal on the Lord's Day, the day of His resurrection, and I wouldn't want to make it a covenant renewal service if I didn't know the majority of the body would be there. So I guess it's just a matter of whether the majority of the body values Christmas like they should. Mm-hmm. There you go. You heard it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alan, for the plug. <laughs> he says the hard things. And it's a healthy sign, I think, when a local church or congregation wants to start gathering for more things. Yeah, you were the one who wanted to have the Ascension Day service mm-hmm. and a party, I remember. Yeah, I hope it's something big and good. Did yeah, we, I hope so. Did, so when is... Uh, get, your, so, get your fireworks. Uh, when's Ascension Day? In May, isn't it? Some Thursday, well, yeah, after Pentecost. Some Thursday in May. I forget oh. exactly... Well, I don't remember the exact day in 2023, but yeah. But it's a Thursday. It's always a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday after Pentecost. Isn't it? <sighs> Thursday. Thursday. We reclaim that, too. <laughs> We're claiming it. Right. Ascension Day. One day a year. 
Okay. Yeah, so there's lots. So building up an advent. I mean, do, do you do anything with your wife and daughter for advent? I don't know yet. You got any plans? I mean, we do simple things like, uh, well, on Thursdays we have hot chocolate with peppermint sticks. You know, like our kids get hot chocolate like twice a year, except during Advent. Then, I mean, it's just something simple like that. Hmm. And we do uh, these Advent storybooks, which are historic fiction that take place around the time of Jesus' birth. And the first one that we read was called Jotham's Journey. Have you read it? Yeah, we've read them all. Do you they, like them? Uh, they get a little... Repetitive? Repetitive, or just... I think, the, is it a Messianic Jew? There's parts of it that you're just like... Uh, 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 and girl power stuff comes out in some of them, too. Oh, I haven't read uh, the girl power. Yeah, come on, well, girl as power. a dad, you have to be able to read ahead with your eyes while your mouth is slow to catch up. Yeah. So you can edit as you read. Yeah. I, do, I do that with quite a few books, actually. Yeah. With the kids. No, the, the Jotham's Journey was good. Yeah, we like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've done three or four of those series. Yeah. yeah. So there's daily Advent readings that we do. I've got a, a book of poems for Advent that I read one a day with the kids. Just We're really trying to set a, mark the days off as distinct Advent days rather than what the church calendar calls ordinary time. Hmm. It doesn't take much, especially when your kids are young. They'll yeah. recognize that it's a different day. Flyover calendar. What's that? Ordinary to all the other days that are just nah, just there. Just regular old Christian over. living. That's right. Just regular old walking by faith today. <laughs> what do you guys do for Advent? Uh, wait you, for Christmas. That's right. That's what Advent means. You're waiting for his coming. No, I'm still stuck in the way I was brought up. Well, you you have. You know, you schedule a family get together for Christmas during that time, but the pinnacle is Christmas Day. Well, Greg, maybe you should host a weekly Advent party at your house. Yeah, four Friday nights. Okay, okay, yeah. My my wife and the kids they go out, you know, to a spruce tree and get branches and they make a Advent wreath. Hmm. That's one thing they do on one day. We get the Advent candles out, and each week you add another one. So we have candlelight dinner every night. Mm. I've gone out and gotten pine before in the past, so I think that counts. Yep. One and done. <laughs> Just like the incarnation. One and done. No, there's there's a lot of things you can do. I mean, I don't, do you have spruce trees in Virginia? Yes. Oh, okay. There are. I don't know what it's there like down there in that far-off country. I've never Not lived in the South. I went from Michigan to Wisconsin to Montana. I've just always been up here. You're not missing much. <laughs> Except for 10 deer a season, it sounds like. Ah, yeah, well. You have to get more chest freezer space. Yeah. Oh, I got enough space. Especially you got enough? Because I can't hit anything. <laughs> well, you got one, you said? One. Hmm. May or may not have spotlighted it, but I still got it. So, Greg, in your, in your notes, one of your sentimentalisms are Christmas carols. Do you have an opinion on Christmas carols? Like, I'm dreaming of, is I'm dreaming of a white Christmas? Uh, wish you Merry Christmas I'm just trying to think of all the ways like all the Christmas songs that don't mention Jesus no even Christmas Christmas hymns out of the book I'm wondering where that tradition came from where 
church people go around singing Christmas carols at other people. Oh. You know, disturbing the peace. <laughs> right. Well, some drove. people yelling at us. I remember that. Mostly peaceful. We just sang that. Yelling at people's houses. I remember as a kid, we would drive around in the church van, literally Montana City behind the, where my dad's church is at. Yeah. And we go to all the houses, just knock on the door. Yeah. People, oh. <laughs> I was watching Jeopardy. What are you doing here? We wish you a Merry Christmas, and you're going to listen to it. If you shut that door. You think it has anything to do with the angels coming and singing on the night of Jesus' birth? I don't know. I don't we've know we've joined with the heavenly host here on earth, and we're singing. I don't know where the tradition came from. I don't know, Alan. What do you think? I really don't know. That's just the only thing I could think of to connect it to a theology of the church. And sometimes, sometimes I wonder if it's a... We get off on a little tangent here. If the Reformed Church always feels guilty because they're not evangelizing the community the oh. same way Baptist churches do, yeah, oh, yeah, because the standard for America, American religion, the standard is Baptist. They kind of dictate. I mean, if you're not doing it like the Baptists do, then you're, oh, then you're, because the Reformed churches take a lot of guff for but are you reaching out to the community are you what are you doing in the community don't you just love that phrase what's that mean well yeah but uh, I mean it depends what you mean by reaching out you know does that mean uh, playing going around singing Christmas carols outside of people's homes and I don't have a problem with that I'm just wondering where it came from and some of those practices that we do because that's the way the church was taught by the world to celebrate Christmas. We should invite Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey, and Michael Bublé. Yeah. Now that would be Christmas caroling with a light show. They would, and, a and people would like it. Yeah, they would. <laughs> they would think, "Oh, this is great. This church is awesome." Well, we are. That would be reaching out to the community. We miss Alan in the bass section, though. Yeah. The yeah. base. The bass section is diminished. <laughs> Greatly. But after listening to the Fiji rugby team, I'm oh goodness! Oh man, I'm gonna sing it. You better some oh, some Highlander songs. Did you? Did you? I sent it to you, didn't I? Well, I think I saw it on the Slack thing. Oh okay, yeah, that was great. Yeah, whoever sent that. I clicked it on my phone because it, and uh, it's a Twitter video, so it just on my phone at least it just re- it goes through it again, mm-hmm. and I didn't even it was like four minutes, and I didn't even notice that I was replaying because mm-hmm. I was just enjoying it so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I like the short guy with the big beard. Yeah. And he's like the one shouting. Yeah. That's great. And often guys in church are afraid to just let her rip singing because, you know, we're men and we you don't you don't do that. We but let her rip. These guys are rugby players. In a different way. Yeah. And they're just singing. Well, they're good at it, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is an inhibitor. I try to sing loud at church, and then if anybody hears me, I hope it encourages them to sing louder because they know they're better than me. Yeah. Same reason why I dance. We should get the sheet music for that song and have Johnny do it at the next, uh, or um, he singing Fiji- guy that Fijian. Do it at the next song. Uh, I don't have a problem naming Right. And Caleb just talks about his kids by name. That's he gave his address. Um, I think he did. Thirteen High Congress. See, <laughs> See? <laughs> that's you should talk to your wife before you do that. And the following well, week, they're following week, there's headlights all the way up that road. Yeah. People driving past. Is this, there? this 
Yeah. <laughs> this is where the host of the show is. I thought he'd had a nicer house than that. <laughs> That's a pretty nice house. I mean, you are a state but employee. But I'm just saying, with the fame of our podcast. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, our I think, Patreon supporters never send any money in. No, nope, right. I think we're. Right. Never mind. We don't need to talk about stats on the on the <laughs> show. We can look at them and pop our collars later. <laughs> yeah, my name is Caleb Class, both with K's. You can Google it and get my address. Middle middle name, <laughs> also number, the K. Maybe my social security number. I don't know. Don't <laughs> we'll give that on. What's the your podcast. middle name? Uh, Carson. Carson with the K. K? With a K. No, it's Your name is. <laughs> His parents aren't that funny. <laughs> my my grandpa it? did have a restaurant in Oklahoma called the Classes Coffee Cup. <laughs> and it was all case. And it was all case. Well, I remember seeing in Wisconsin the Country Kitchen Corner with all case. I was like, yeah, I think that one through. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Subtly, no, I don't think my grandpa did it intentionally. Hmm. Let's just say that. Alan, are you texting someone? No, I'm looking at your show stats. Uh, how do you how do you see them on your phone? I don't know. I was going to um, see if I could see them. Oh. It was probably on MSNBC or something. Yeah, we were on The View. So, <laughs> what do you guys think about Christmas trees? I like Christmas trees. They're pagan? beautiful. God, God created you think trees. They're pagan? There were trees in the garden. So... And why not take one of those trees, all of which he said we can eat from, and decorate it? What's the... Do you know that... I don't know much of the history on them, so... I don't either. I don't think it really matters what the history is. Right. Kind of like Halloween? Yeah. What's the history of Thor's day? It's ours now. Yeah. That's what the history is. Okay. It's kind of like Halloween. That. You know, <clears throat> some podcasts say Christians should not celebrate Halloween ever, never. Right. Because every time you celebrate Halloween and you make a jack-o'-lantern with your kids, you're worshiping spirits that live inside of empty skulls. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Huh? But what about, so... No, we're not. Joe and I were talking about, or... Uh, your wife? She who should, shall not be named. <laughs> we're talking about this. What about celebrating witches and ghosts and that kind of stuff on Halloween? Like, Are you, so, are you dressing your kids up like witches and ghosts? No, no. I'm saying, but we know we have... We know people that do. Mm. Their houses, Christians that, you know, where it's like, let's celebrate the occult or, you know, there's things that that's a reality that exists in the world. Well, I doubt that they're, they're saying to their kids that celebrate the occult. No. Right. They probably call it spooky season. Right. 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 So, like, I mean, where do you draw, do you draw the line? Is there a line that you mm. draw, like, even with Christmas trees? Mm. I, I don't, again, not knowing the history. Like, Maybe. would you say... Yeah, I mean, it's fine to carve a jack-o'-lantern or dress your kid up as Moses or, you know, Iron Man. A, a, you know or a fire, firefighter. Or yeah, I'd probably have more problem with you dressing your kid up as Moses than dressing your kid up as a ghost. <laughs> and wh- like, wh- like, why? Well, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, if you did it well and it was appropriate and awesome, but it's kind of like uh, VeggieTales. You know, like, David is not an asparagus stock. Like, t- taking something as serious as Moses' uh, Moses' salvation of the people through the Exodus, the plagues, and the Red Sea. Sure. And now we're just dressing kids up. I don't know. As a hero? Weird. As a hero? As well, someone that they, like, celebrate? Like, just that, I'm just saying, like... Well, sure, yeah, I can what, see your like, point. Like, what's the, why... Well, I wouldn't want to make a mockery of it. 
So that that's, I guess, in my mind, Halloween, if my kid dresses up as a ghost, it's not done because he's worshiping ghosts or fears ghosts mm-hmm. or wants to be a ghost, but it's more in mockery and in humor. Okay. And so I guess that's where my mind was going when you said Moses. But you're talking about because you want to celebrate Moses, you want to honor Moses. Right, yeah. I mean, he's your kid's favorite people, hero kids, of the Bible. Kids yeah. tend, they don't tend to dress up as things that they mock. They tend to dress up as things that they celebrate. At Halloween, yeah, at least. I get that. Yeah, I see your point. <clears throat> so just, I mean... But if you dressed up as an asparagus stalk that looked like Moses, <laughs> then well, I'd have a problem. Sure, sure. Yeah. What, this probably ties in somewhat to the fact that they had gargoyles on cathedrals in mm-hmm. medieval times. And that was a way to... To mock the demons. Yeah, or at least that's what I've read and been told. Yeah. <clears throat> so in the, That's why they always have their mouths open and tongues sticking out. Yeah. It was meant to be mm. a mockery, mockery of the demonic world. Yeah. So in the same in the same way, um, I suppose if you want to dress your kid up as a witch or Dracula or something, in the end, witchcraft and demons are being mocked in yeah. some sense. Yeah, well, we tell our kids not to fear the devil or the mm-hmm. demons. And uh, if they ever come across demonic forces you know <laughs> you know, like, yeah. no I'm, I'm a baptized Christian you go away you know right. like not fear it and to actually make fun and yeah not and my kids know the Holy Spirit who is with them is far more powerful than a created yeah and there's a creature. sense a sense in uh, oh we mustn't dress as witches or there's a sense in lifting witchcraft or witches or Dracula up to this. Oh, we mustn't, we mustn't mock them, or we mustn't, you know, they're kind of revered by not. Sure. Yeah, I, oh, I like, guess like my, they're holy ground you don't touch. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. Way I to guess my it. question would be, I guess more just the why in general. Like why would right. why would I walk up to a Christian's home and see? you know, witches and goblins and, you know, things that, mm-hmm. is, is that an appropriate place or, or is that appro- appropriate decor, you know, when we have an arsenal of far greater, you mm-hmm. know, things that you could be selling. I, I, Alan, you know, your one word answer? No. I was just thinking. <laughs> what were you thinking? That, uh, as far as what Caleb was saying. Is that a name? You, no, that's fine. As far as what the uh, guy from Alan <laughs> Two Pinecone Drive. Two thirteen. Whatever. Pinecone draw. Draw. Draw plants okay. in Montana. This is this is Montana. But we have we're draws. called to be examples to the world and and salt and light and and testimonies to the world. Someone walking by your house in the middle of the night or at nighttime sees all your decorations, they're not gonna think, Oh, he's a Christian that has those out. You know, making fun of them, they're gonna automatically think, "Oh, this guy believes." Well, it. yeah, right. That's why you do. And I think especially, especially in the context, you know, of our culture today, where I think that stuff is probably more glorified. But so, would you put like a bucket of candy out on a table in your driveway with a sticker on it that says "One Piece Only"? God is watching you. No, because I don't really like people, and I don't want. <laughs> I don't want people in my driveway. I keep all the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> And it has a, and like it's like one piece and it's tied to like a brick and they can't get it. <laughs> Super good. <laughs> I 
I'd be more of how I feel about just Halloween. leave an empty bucket outside right. and keep all the candy inside. Right. Yeah. This is Reformation Day. <laughs> yeah, well, my kids, actually, they don't have a desire to dress up, you know, as ghouls and mon- demons and monsters and things. Right. My son wanted to be a knight, and my oldest daughter wanted to be a lady of the court, and my youngest, Ruby, wanted to be a uh, 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 Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. You know, and my other son wanted to be a knight. It's like, okay. Well, I don't, yeah, and I don't think at this table that's a, it's more like when you're, you, when you, I don't want to say too much because I think sometimes they listen to it. You know, but you're just like, but why? Oh. Like, in your neighborhood, what, like, hmm. you're Christians. Mm-hmm. Like, and like Alan's saying. Yeah, put on him. Well, like, Alan, what's your address? <laughs> You know, like what he's saying, like as people walk past that house, you know, the distinguishing factor is not, you know, it's just, it's always been confusing to me just being like, I'm not opposed to celebrating Halloween, but like celebrating, you know, to an extent. Yeah. I mean, our kids aren't interested in either. I mean. Yeah. We get pumpkins and we carve them and the kids are always excited because they know in a couple weeks we're going to go shoot them. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't have any thought of the occult yeah. or the Day of the Dead. or They don't yeah. have any concept of My, that. Yeah, I mean, to think, I mean they, they still can't get over Gollum. You know, he freaks them out enough. From the, they, from they, the page, right? Yeah, Not the would, movies. From by the, from no the page. means want to dress up as a... As a zombie or something? Yeah. yeah. Like, so... But we were talking about Christmas trees. Christmas though. trees, yeah. Same thing with Christmas trees? Mm-hmm. Are you good with them, Alan? I think they're actually... Uh, Religious, in a, think, in a good way or bad way. In a good way, Go I think it. a lot of uh, civilizations, judging by what I read off the internet, <laughs> but <laughs> we will verify. Of, <laughs> a lot of civilizations that were pagan would bring like uh, uh, ever, ever, Evergreens? ever tree, evergreen boughs into their uh, where they were living as signs of life through the seasons of the dead you know like winter is a dead season everything dies and so I think for Christians it's a good you know it's it's showing life even through a dark and and dead season and I think uh, I think that's perfectly fine and for then Christians we glorify it I mean Martin Luther with lights it's believed that Martin Luther put was the first one to put uh, can't lit candles on the Christmas tree during one of his sermons. So, I mean, I don't think I, do, I just don't see much about Christmas trees that could people, especially Christians, could see as being wrong. It's not like, I mean, Germany <coughs> was the first one that kind of made it a thing. I mean, it was throughout history in Roman, Greeks, all that, but Germany is the one that made it what it is today, and it was started by Christians in Germany. Bringing trees in and decorating them and putting can- or lights on them and stuff. So, Tannenbaum? Oh, Tannenbaum. Right. How, what's Tannenbaum mean? Christmas tree, I guess. Christmas tree. Yeah, Baum means tree, but don't say it on an airplane. <laughs> so that's <laughs> German for Christmas or for <clears throat> Must be. Tan- Tannenbaum Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> How about uh, Jeremiah 10? I prefer Jeremiah 11. For, for the statutes of the peoples are vapor, because it is wood cut from the forest. 
the work of the hands of craftsmen with a cutting tool. They make it beautiful as silver and with gold. They strengthen it with their nails and hammers, so that it will not totter over. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field are they, and they cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot take a step. Aren't Christmas trees just oh, pagan idols? The, no. No. Oh, okay. The nail, the nails, the nails and hammers. That totally speaks to me trying to get that freaking tree to stand up. <laughs> you put it in the tree stand base and you screw it together. And every year it's like, Dad's going to go wrestle that tree for two hours. And the screws like, aren't long enough? Don't touch it! <laughs> <laughs> Honey, get the ratchet straps! It. <laughs> yeah, it's become an idol. Don't it's touch it. It's in the perfect spot. Oh, you touched it! And then it tilts. Yeah. Yeah. And then it tilts. I need to go get a better base. No, I remember in seminary, Jeremiah 10 was used... By like, some by some of the young guys about why not to have a Christmas tree. Like, I don't but, think that's what he's talking about. Right, I think it's talking about like Isaiah was. You know, they'll go out in the woods and they'll cut it down and they'll use part of it for a fire. But right. the other part they make an They idol. make their god. Yeah. You, yeah, the same piece of wood that you make a god out of you heat your home with. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. I think Right, he's just echoing that. You go out in the woods and you cut down a tree and you make an idol out of it and you yeah. fancy it all up. And... Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with Christmas trees. What about candy canes? The shepherd's crook. Duh. The red represents the blood of Christ. And the white and the is white purity. Is the purity. It washes away our sins. And when you suck on it, it becomes white. No, it represents his purity and his birth. You can invite me, either or. <laughs> Both. And the shepherd's crook, right? Candy cane is the shepherd's crook. Yeah. What, did you want to say anything else about reclaiming Christmas? Um, no, I think we just started. Be, be more intentional about the Christmas yeah. season. Yeah, and uh, as far as for myself, just looking at it differently. Are you gonna are you gonna do advent parties? Because I'll bring a little smokies over. Purposefully, little smokies. <laughs> yeah. Four weeks, a little smokies. Good. So you're not shaming us for being sentimental with the Christmas season and saying, "Hey, it's it's okay to have a fire in your living room." Oh no, no. Christmas no, if there's girls. a fireplace in it, sure. Right. All right. Right. No, I guess my point was that's all right. the world finds in it. Yeah. Is the the sentimentality and the that's that's interesting. That the world, I mean, that's a huge time of year mm-hmm. for the world, for non-believers, and I yep. think they see something's missing. And maybe that's maybe that's where my pastor was talking about the amount of just people that are depressed over the yeah. holidays because they're living, they're looking for something in the actual season <clears throat> to fulfill something. Yep. that the season can't do. It's like Often. celebrating Thanksgiving right. without a God to say thank yeah, you to. You want to celebrate Christmas without Christ, and you just get missed. You're going to be sad. That's just the reality of it. Yeah, everybody, all fallen mankind is trying to fill that hole with something. Mm-hmm. And Christmas promises always every year. Oh, this this holiday season is going to be. And I think that's part of the depression is December 26. You're right. When it's like oh, we argued the whole time, and this person still hates me and I still hate that person yeah I hate being around my family yeah. that's why I moved yeah. to Montana yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. those cocktails weren't as good as I thought they'd be yeah. I have right. Christmas with a, my baptized family right yeah 
So I guess I could see that. I could maybe that's maybe that was the content. I was just thinking back with what Ryan was saying. Ryan name drop. Name drop pastor. Uh, you could see that. I could see how I could see how the holidays are incredibly depressing if it's just for the sen- sentimentality you know of the season. Yeah. Especially when you remove in secularized society, which is what we're trying to do, religion's bad. Although that's a religion, like you remove the whole point of why Christmas exists, turn it into Kwanzaa or whatever. Yeah, like it's like yeah, that, that would that would suck, mm-hmm. you know. But for the church, I don't want a candelabra. I want a whole, I want a whole tree <laughs> with candles all over it, and it's on fire. <laughs> yeah, Martin Luther did it in his church, not in his church, in his home. Oh, in his home. Oh, okay. It seems yeah. so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that I guess that was my point to play off Jeremiah ten. I think that's what the world does is now with Christmas. They've got their gold and silver baubles. They, they head out into the hills and they cut down their hopes. Yep. This this year everything's gonna be made right. And they decorate it and they get it all fancied up and then they buy their kids the greatest the latest greatest mm-hmm. thing and two days later they're like, I want something else. You know, or yeah, that yeah. yeah. My kids know just to expect books and clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I suppose a, a teaser, that's why National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is oh, yeah. so poignant, was so tried to have the ideal Christmas and fail, 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 fail yeah. all the way through. Are you going to tell our, our listeners our plan for the Advent Christmas seasons exactly. for the show? Um, yeah, we're going to release uh, podcast episodes on what's what's the first one we're going to do is Elf on uh, Christmas movies <clears throat> Christmas movies and then National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation that would be an interesting discussion it won't be nipply in here though <laughs> and then what, what after that we got what did we ch- White Christmas and then oh that was going to be Jim Carrey's Grinch no no <laughs> Yeah. That was that was, okay. wasn't it? Yeah, White Christmas. I wrote them down. Did I, I write them down wrong? Right? Christmas and It's a Wonderful Life. So. It's a Wonderful Life was is going to be the pinnacle. the Christmas episode. The pinnacle of sentimentality. It's the pinnacle of all movies, it's right? Because <laughs> it's so sentimental. It's just a great movie. So it's so Christmassy. It hits you right at the heart. But why is it Christmassy? I guess we'll have to wait. It's like the very last scene. (laughs) Did he? It's it's good. Yeah. What? It's not really a Christmas movie. It's Christmas nationalism. It's Christmas fascism. (laughs) Get it right. So we got some Christmas movies coming out. Elf National Land. Each Wednesday of Advent. Yeah. Leading up to not the penultimate, but the ultimate Christmas movie. Right. The for the week of Christmas, yeah. right. it's, it's a wonderful a Christmas life. story. Home Alone, <laughs> too. That was Boston, the other one. New York. That was the other one. Christmas Story, right? Christmas Ralphie. Story. Oh, that's great. Elf, White Christmas, <laughs> oh, A Christmas Story, National Lampoons. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, we've been singing, so the kids have been playing "Deck the Halls" on the keyboard. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, Dad, do the do the, <laughs> do the thing. Sing like for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen bike <by> draw. 
<laughs> if you want to come here. Yeah, if you want to hear it, uh, don't tell your Asian neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't sentimentalize Christmas, but fall in love with it and celebrate yeah. with your family. Yep. And Advent. And to help you with Advent, we're going to be reviewing not Advent movies because they don't exist. <laughs> but Christmas movies. So. Anything else you guys want to say? Alan, any input? You picked the worst Christmas movies you could have picked. Why are you tapping oh, our tape? Oh, come <laughs> on. What would you have picked? Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol. That's that a movie is such... Christmas, it's called The, the Grinch. Grinch. It's oh, a very... Oh, that's even worse. It's it shows very, just very as adult. much cleavage as Lampoon's National Christmas Vacation. It's a very adult and horny movie. The Grinch yeah. is. You're like, whoa! And it's Lampoon's is it? Oh, I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> the original Grinch is fine. The Jim new Carrey's. one with... Uh, oh, and that one's alright. I just think... It's got some rap in it. Benjamin Lumberjack in it. Yeah. That was a Obviously, the original Grinch is like a go-to. That's just yeah. a good one. Yeah, Boris Karloff. Okay, I can't. I can't think of any other ones because I was brought up on the on Elf and and good job, uh, not Elf, a Christmas no. story. That's true. I remember that. <laughs> and then watching them now, it's like or Home Alone. Oh, Home Alone too. That's bad. The first one's. But pretty, watching them now, it's like, I can't believe I watched these as a kid. I'll never watch, let Eleanor watch them until Home she's Alone older. But. Your pet, Greg. Home Alone? <laughs> he, he does all the time. Awful. Well, the second one's better. Because it takes out the foul language and the... Bratty kid. And the bratty kid and the troubled relationship with the family. Yeah. All that's missing in the second one. And Donald, he just gets on the wrong plane in the Donald second one. Trump in it? And and Donnie T is in it. The Trumps resound, that's for sure. <laughs> but the Trumps resound. Ah, see? Christmas fascism. <laughs> so the Christmas story is not appropriate. I don't think so. Is it because Personally, of the leg lamp? I'm not sitting here saying I can't believe you let your kids watch it. But oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he just said it. Yeah, well, no. My kids haven't seen it, Caleb. My kids, my rec- my kids recognize the dad in that movie. I'm pretty, pretty quick. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> That's great. Go to fight that furnace. All right, well, with that, thanks for listening to the Stories for Glory podcast. If you have any Advent movies you'd like us to watch, <laughs> send them into the, the email year. address. And we'll see you next week on the next episode, which is... Elf. 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 Thanks for listening. Proverbs 25.2 It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Thank you for listening to the Stories for Glory podcast where the glory of God is revealed in the stories of man. If you're interested in what we are doing, subscribe and share. If you'd like to contribute with your questions or recommendations, you can email us at storiesforglory at protonmail.com.